Um, welcome back to Poldark Podcast. This is a podcast where we discuss and analyse the wonderful TV adaptation of Poldark. This week we will be discussing episode 205. So this is your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the episode yet and you get spoiled, we ain't taking the blame for that. My name is Rita. I live in the UK. I blog at Princess of Poldark and I tweet at RitaBite. I am Michelle. I am in the United States. I blog at Poldark Muses. That's Poldark with three M's, U-S-E-S. And I tweet at Musings, M-M-M-U-S-I-N-G-S. And hello, I'm Delenda. I am French. I live in France. And you can find me on Twitter at Delenda Dia and on Tumblr at Britishly So. Okay, well, let's start with the episode recap. You know, they started the episode with the the scene of the boys running across the beach, which was so beautiful, so Mm. beautiful, Um, and then shifts over to grown uh, Ross walking along by himself. You know, if there's a uh, foreshadowing moment on television, I think this was it. Then it shifts to uh, some guy called Ted getting arrested for smuggling. And the locals immediately suspect that there is an informant amongst them. And Demelza overhears this and becomes completely terrified for Ross, trying to get him to stop smuggling. But Ross just completely ignores her like always. Of course. Then Dwight calls on a girl whose name's Rosina. She has a lame leg and she is clearly obsessed with him and keeps giving him little heart eyes. But he remains... <laughs> Quote unquote married to his work, which I like to just assume means that she isn't Caroline enough for him. (laughs) Francis is a magistrate at Ted's trial. He has that amazing wig and he managed to do a much better job than Ross ever did at trying Jim. Then Mm -hmm. Caroline returns with Horace. She immediately goes into town to stalk Dwight. He tries to blow her off when he sees her because George has told him that she is engaged. And then Aunt Agatha is air quotes ill. So they call the Verity to visit. And we're all like, yay! And Francis hugs her. And it's so cute I die. Um, Uncle Carrie buys Russ's promissory note. And Russ is now at George's mercy. Hey, you know the, the, the dog that they have? I swear... That dog hasn't moved <laughs> since, like, the first episode in season one or something like that. Someone like, check on that dog. dog. And it's party time at Killer Warren. Demelza is excited, and Ross promises to have eyes only for her that night. And you don't need tarot cards to know that ain't going to happen. Ross is seated with Elizabeth, and Demelza is seated of course. with Neil. And they start talking some mess. Elizabeth tells Ross she loves him more than Francis. While he is in the damn room with her. Why? Oh. Why, Elizabeth? Ray Penn Venon tries to announce yep, Caroline's engaged to Unwin, but uh, she's already driving away. Francis and Elizabeth <laughs> fuck. Minutes before, she's telling Ross, perhaps I love two men. Perhaps I have a piece of your heart and you have a piece of mine. Can't a woman love two men? I'm going to go fuck the other one right now. Okay? So um, I'll get back to you later. Then um, Ross confronts uh, Nick Vigas, who is a character that is in the first uh, book and was the person that Jim Carter was uh, poaching with. 
uh, when uh, Jim got caught. And so um, Ross has probably harbored some uh, bad feelings towards the man since then. Uh, then uh, the dude is uh, one of the folks that takes Warleg and money to testify against Ross at Ross's trial. So, yeah, there's there's some grudgy McGrudgeon going on. <laughs> and uh, uh, Ross basically confronts Nick um, about informing on the smugglers. And when Nick uh, tells Ross he doesn't have any, um, he doesn't have any uh, idea what it's like to to live poor and and you know hand to mouth, which is true, which is which is true, which is true. But then uh, Nick makes a really bad decision mm-hmm. and refers to Demelza as a scullery maid. At which point Ross beats the crap out of him. <laughs> How many times are we going to air this two words this season? Seriously. Scullery maid. I know. I know. It's like nobody can use that. They also use the term kitchen maid. Exactly. So, yeah. And unfortunately, uh, as Nick kind of stomps off, um, Captain McNeil uh, notices him and uh, decides to follow him and find out what's going on. Um, More on that in a moment. Uh, George uh, then goes to Trenwith uh, to tell Elizabeth, of course, that he has the promissory note and basically wants to get into a uh, quid pro quo kind of thing with Elizabeth in order to maintain uh, his friendship or or re-enter her friendship um, and proposes that he could keep the note from coming due if she agrees to um, reestablish their friendship. Ew, ew, ew. It's kind of um, like prostitution. Ew. George's uh, first confrontation with Aunt Agatha. Uh, George despises this woman. Um, I think he's probably a little scared of her. And um, He should be. Oh, yeah, he should be. Uh, she claims to be deaf, so he winds up whispering all kinds of insults and ill wishes to her. Uh, When he uh, takes her hand to kiss it, he puts his thumb (laughs) over her knuckles and kisses his thumb as if to say, ew, I don't even want to put my lips on this woman's hand. Um, But uh, Aunt Agatha, um, she's not as deaf as he may think she is. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, this is this is setting up something that will become um, Watch uh, really back, great. Watch your back, George. Watch your back. Yeah, this will become really, really important um, down the road. Um, then uh, McNeil uh, goes to visit Nampara. Mm-hmm. Go tells get Demelza it. he Demelza the dude likes you a lot, um, <laughs> and uh, he tells uh, Demelza that he suspects whoever uh, beat up uh, Vigus must think that he's the informant and has strong feelings about the smuggling. And he decides to just kind of drop a, a subtle hint that he hopes the assailant will recognize the error of his ways. Uh, and one of the lines that he uh, says is, one can only feel for the man's wife having to contend with such temper. Mm-hmm. Dude is smooth he is a smooth muffin fluffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 
afterwards, um, <laughs> Caroline decides to stalk Dwight again. Because that's like <laughs> her main hobby in Cornwall. He basically just comes out and declares how obsessed he is with her and how he hasn't stopped thinking about her in 12 months. Uh, <laughs> they arrange an illicit secret meeting in the woods and Dwight walks off looking like smug as hell. <laughs> so cute. Then Francis <laughs> tells George where to go and to leave his family the hell alone. Bless. And it was like, yes. drop that mic, Francis, you on fire. Um, this mm-hmm. is not a plot point, but I really liked the bathtub scene. It was hot as hell. Oh. Um, but then it's day. <laughs> this is an important day for the life of France and yes. Ross, as mm-hmm. yes. emphasised by the writing where they really dropped that anvil. Um, Francis and Ross go mining, but Ross gets a letter from Pasco and has to leave for Truro. Now, Dwight meets Caroline. And I'm already, like, emotional about it. <laughs> she tells him <laughs> she's leaving because Uncle Ray is mad about her jilting Unwin. And they have this super adorable, heartfelt conversation when they're both like, I don't know what to do in a relationship. Or talk, like, how do you talk to the opposite sex? And uh, Dwight knows a little bit more than Caroline, so he decides to kiss her. <laughs> and then I die. <laughs> Caroline mentions that she's turning 21 and that means that she will come of age in December and she will not need her guardian to give her permission to marry. So she's basically like kissed a guy and decided that she wants to marry him. She will return in December and then I will die again. Talking of dying, Francis finds some copper down the mine. (laughs) He runs to tell Russ. You just, you just rip the band-aid off. You, fine. You like, the everybody knows what off. happens. Like, it's fine. Ugh. So Francis <laughs> runs to tell uh, Ross about the copper, but then Ross isn't home yet, so he finds Demel's there alone, and they have this really sweet conversation where Demelza forgives him for his involvement in the destruction of the Carnmore Copper Company, and he tells her that she needs to stop believing in herself and you know she has a place in the pulled out family and they're basically the cutest squishiest things you've ever seen and you're like why haven't I had more of these two interacting Mm -hmm. yeah and that is all ruined like five minutes later when Francis drowns in the mine and I just refuse to describe this like 15 minute emotional torment in detail but let's just say it involves hanging onto a nail in the wall for dear life and some hallucinations. Ross and for and... hours. <laughs> yeah, let's not bring that up. Ross and Henshaw try to save him, but are like really, really late. Ross embraces Elizabeth <laughs> at the funeral in a move that I think is really tacky as hell. And then the episode <laughs> ends on a shot of Demelza weeping openly at the funeral. Just a few things happened this episode. Just like, just... You know, it was basically filler. Well, I think even if you didn't read the books, like, you could tell something bad was coming. Like, there was so much foreshadowing. Like, the flashbacks. You had so many moments that felt like final moments. Francis kissed his his kid goodbye and was like, I'll be back later. You don't say that. You don't say that. Exactly. That's movie. That's always the thing. Yeah, it's like you don't say things like that, you know, or or say something. What could possibly go wrong? Because then it... It absolutely will. Uh, But, you know, Francis has been on this uh, redemption um, character arc since um, the beginning of the season. 
And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, when you have a character that has started off being um, uh, pretty uh, foppish and then uh, destructive, when they go on this redemption run, uh, you can almost count on the fact that something bad is going to happen. Um, you know, if if they've had the opportunity to kind of um, right some wrongs and... and um, ask for forgiveness then you know of course they're gonna the die sickle bandits, yeah they're gonna die they're gonna in a die really horrible um, traumatic way but uh one of the things that you know one of the reasons why i think it impacted us uh so much is because of the tremendous uh acting uh skill of uh kyle solar um in not only season one but um in the first five episodes of of this this season, uh, he has been extraordinary uh, in his acting, and I, I know I and God knows how many people are really going to miss having him on the show um, because really he was him. just so damn good. Yeah, and I thought it was kind of ironic because um, Francis's father, who was like the worst, <laughs> he thought it was yes. useless, and I thought it's kind of ironic that he dies while working his butt off in a mine. Yeah, exactly. After he, yeah. If he had just so, um, stuck thought, to being a complete yeah. waste of space, like his father thought he was, he would have been safe at home, and he wouldn't have died. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, and Charles's um, admiration of Ross uh, really did set the the ground um, moving under Francis's feet to to uh, really um, bring that insecurity that he had uh, in you know, being compared to this brash, uh, charismatic, uh, older cousin. Is he older than, was, is Ross older than Francis? We, we really don't have a clue. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, when you've got someone like that, that you look up to, um, it's kind of hard living in their shadow, uh, especially when, when you all often marry their first love. Mm-hmm. To be fair, he thought that, Ross was dead. Like... Maybe yes. he was taking care of Ross's, like, lost love, like, so she wasn't alone. and Somebody was protecting her, and he fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a nice guy yeah, move. It is, and I honestly think that, that Francis did fall in love with her. You know, I, I think back to season one, where he goes to see her in the garden and to offer her the opportunity to, to call off the engagement. Um, he doesn't say it in so many words, but he does give her that opportunity to uh, have an out um, and to have a graceful uh, exit uh, from their um, the partnership. And what did she do? She, she made that said, choice, bitch. You made that choice. Yeah. <sighs> yes, she did. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. She certainly mm-hmm. did. And to be fair, I, at and the time, I, that was yeah, a very, very good choice. Francis was the better match, like out of absolutely uh, out of Ross and Francis. Yeah. Absolutely, you go for Francis. Um, yeah, did anyone absolutely. else become and... delusional and think Francis might live? <laughs> like, yep, yes, yep, 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 yes. Uh, because I'd completely forgotten that they'd done that in the book. Yeah, um, that you know did. they they had they had him begin to hallucinate. And when I saw it on screen, I was like, oh, my God, are they going to save him? Are they going to save him? 
oh my god oh my god i was and like then, yes of course, please change everything and... about the book just do it Let yes yes it. just yeah the the scene with demelza that took place just before he went off to the mine um i was really happy that they kept that in there um especially since they did not do the toast that francis gives um uh, at the time of Jeremy's um, christening. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, at the, the toast, everyone is was in the room to hear what Francis said about Demelza. But for this one, the only person that hears it is Demelza. And it is unfortunate. I seem to recall uh, seeing a comment uh, out there in Tumblr land about, how unfortunate it was that the rest of the family didn't hear um, the thoughts that he was sharing with Demelza. Um, I and know, but I think that, that lent some kind of intimacy to the scene, and I thought it was more powerful. Absolutely, and beautiful. absolutely. Um, I, you know, I think that that's why I was wishing that he they'd had the chance to have that public toast, but yeah. then this keep this private. Uh, conversation between the two of them because it is one of the loveliest parts of the the series it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire show i thought the acting yeah. was yeah. brilliant kyle and that was beautiful and eleanor did not get enough scenes together and it really showed yeah. how uh, francis uh, would have been the perfect husband for her because he, he actually he is aware of how um how good she is and uh how she should not feel uh, any um she shouldn't have any doubts about her upbringing and uh, see uh, see that mm-hmm. as a witness. So uh, mm-hmm. well, they have so much in common. Like he, she's suffering from low self esteem, and so did he. Like he wouldn't have been yeah, trying to kill himself if, if he hadn't felt. Mm-hmm. He, and they're both affected by the same thing. I think what the way that he feels about Ross and how undermined he felt constantly is the same way that Demelza feels about Elizabeth. And it's a really yes. shame for Demelza to lose that because that's the one person that understood what she was going through. Now she no longer has that yeah. in her life. And I actually yeah. love the toast scene in the books when he uh, when he finishes by saying uh, to Demelza, a lady of the first quality. I thought it was so so yes. beautiful. Yeah, I I just <laughs> love that. Like, I just love get that. rid of Ross and keep Francis instead. <laughs> Well, I think that was one of the things that I think that was one of the things that I I liked about the um, the the bathtub scene. Um, you know, aside from the fact that it was just hot, hot. as hell. Um, <laughs> but uh, breathe, girl, breathe. Um, you know, the conversation that Demelza was having um, was really an echo of the conversation that uh, Ross had with Verity at Julia's christening. You know where uh, Verity says, you know they're 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 both lovely, you know, but very different. You know, each has something the other lacks. Basically, Demelza says the same thing. You know, um, put the two of them together, he and Francis, and you have the perfect man. And so it was. I, I found that to be a really nice um, echo of uh, what Ross had said, and you know, hopefully. That will light a bit of a fire under his ass, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> which it kind of does. It kind of does because, like, you know, well, what about me? <laughs> and you know, reaches up, uh, reaches up and kisses her, and yeah, mm-hmm. <sighs> that was lovely. 
So this is going to be a random question, but I just have to say, everyone that's saying that Francis needed to learn how to swim, I want you to shut the hell up. I'm really Mm -hmm. sick of seeing this. Just stop it, okay? Lots of people don't know how to swim. It doesn't mean they deserve to die, okay? (laughs) It's not funny. Um, It's not cute. Rita, do you know how to swim? Yes. But okay. <laughs> I know a lot of people who don't know how to swim because they have phobias. Yeah, me too. And I think like it's very obvious that Francis mm-hmm. had one because in that flashback he was like drowning and like desperate. Yeah. Yep. Like he was terrified, poor little baby. Yeah. Poor guy. God. Okay, I can't talk about this anymore. Let's let's talk about Dwight and Caroline. Let's give ourselves okay. a break before we go down that road. <laughs> okay. I need I need to be brought back up before I can get back down, okay? Okay. Um, Take yourself back. They're in the woods. There's bluebells all around <laughs> them. Caroline's wearing that fierce hat. Dwight comes <laughs> up like, ooh, I'm on a horse. Look at how manly it is. <laughs> then Caroline and Dwight have, like, the most adorable scene known to mankind Mm -hmm. oh it was it was wonderful it was just like okay um i i really don't know what i have to offer you and and i don't i i just don't know what to do with you caroline and then poor caroline is basically saying you know i was raised to be a lady and i don't know anything about men it was so pure and innocent (laughs) It was it was it was it was so sweet. And both of them demonstrated so much vulnerability um, in that scene that you you just wanted to give them a hug. And, um, you know, after they finished kissing, um, because that (laughs) that absolutely needed to happen. Um, And uh, it was it was really uh, a beautifully written scene. Um, so I give uh, Debbie Horsfield props for that. You know, um, she she took a lot of that I'm, dialogue I'm, straight of... from the books, though. That's what I've been struck mm-hmm. with a lot of mm-hmm. Dwight and Caroline scenes. Some people have been like messaging yes. me, like they've changed things, and I'm like, well, not really. Like the the, the scenes are almost incredibly similar. The structure of the conversation is almost exactly mm-hmm. the same, and they cover the same points. And I thought that the yeah. way she adapted. The, the dialogue has been like masterful. I'm like, you're getting to the same point mm-hmm. quicker. I love um, Caroline's speech as well because I thought that was the moment that her character really became clear. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people have not liked her as we've covered previously. They only see the veneer that she displays yes. in the world. And now yes. she finally got to unmask herself, and you see, like, she's just like a scared young woman. Gabriella Wilde. Uh, performance was really just phenomenal uh, in that where you could you could basically see that that um, shift from the coy flirtatious um, very confident uh, young woman who we've seen so far to this really vulnerable young woman who is she's dazzled by Dwight Aww. As he is with her, I mean, it's just it's so sweet. She's such a layered character, and uh, her 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 status was like an armor, and uh, you could see that she used it uh, as a way to connect by saying the most <laughs> horrible <laughs> things. And it was mm-hmm. so nice to finally see her vulnerable and uh, 
cute yeah. and sweet, and I look forward to more scenes with Dwight and Demelza. Yes. Yes. When Dwight was saying, you know, I have a rendezvous. <laughs> you know, he was just so, <laughs> he looked so proud of himself. So, he was like, yep, I'm meeting up with I love someone. that he told Demelza and not Russ. He's just like, yeah. Demelza, yes. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get excited, but she could be your new best friend. And I know that there, yeah, I know that there have been uh, a couple of uh, ship names tossed around out there. Uh, but I think my my all time favorite, and I really hope that it sticks, is Carolite. I'm it's tagging it sweetest. now, like that's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> you got no choice, fandom. That is the sweetest name. That's the sweetest ship name I've ever heard. It's so cute. Carolite. Everything about them is adorable. I know that there are uh, folks out there that 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 uh, have head cannons and and ship all different kinds uh, within the the Poldark universe, and there are those that happen to, to ship uh, both George and Ross. Um, yeah. But I, the ship name for that is absolutely appropriate. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfection. What or gross, I guess is how like, you pronounce you it. If you to ship Ross with somebody, why not Dwight? Come oh, on. hell yeah. Come on. Hell yeah. That would be so hot. Oh yeah. Um, and actually, I, I know someone who's uh, working on a... OT4 uh, with Ross, Demelza, Caroline, and Dwight. It is, it's, it's going to be great. Um, but um, I'll, I'll let you know more as I learn more. Okay. okay. <laughs> We've done okay. the happy part. Let's, 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 let's get into this thing. The conversation that Elizabeth has with Ross at the Penvenon dinner party. Oh, God. <laughs> it is the conversation <laughs> that really tips things it it pushes things into action um where she puts this little nugget of questioning this little nugget of what if uh into his head and i think it's it it i don't think that he's forgotten the interchange that he had with her at trendwith how many where years ago is he that was now, getting all nostalgic? Uh, it's well over a year because Jeremy um, was <laughs> still in uh, was still um, in Demelza's womb uh, at the time that that incident took place. The the what if at Trenwith? Um, she gives birth, and then what we're seeing in episode five is really a year after jeremy's birth so we've had a, a a full year go by so it's probably about a year and a half since that what if conversation at trend with so you know whether a year and a half later let's follow up on that exactly exactly and and why why for god's sake why then? would you bring that up at that moment when at a dinner party been... there are people everywhere exactly 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 um and you know she's had a year and a half with this new francis who is uh devoted and um loving and kind and she even says she's with francis now and she's happy to be so well then shut your flap woman (laughs) There's no reason to do that other than 
to draw Ross back into her circle of influence um, because she can't stand the fact that, that he has moved on. He has completely moved on with his wife, Demelza. She can't stand that. Well, that, and in that scene, she says it because he was looking at Caroline, yeah. and she's like, well, no, I and she's have that. Exactly. Oh, my God. It's she's so just petty, such a jealous. It? It's such a silly thing to do. You're, like, basically ruining Russ's life <laughs> because you can't yeah. stand that he's looking at somebody other than you. Exactly. And she doesn't even exactly. love Francis. I mean, she probably um, love him as a person, but she doesn't love him romantically. Whereas right. Ross, he, maybe Ross underappreciates his wife, but he still loves her. So mm-hmm. that's I think she doesn't she doesn't stand it, and uh, yeah. she can never have enough. And the fact that Ross told her when Demelza was uh, sick, uh, you know, he told Elizabeth, you know, pray that that I don't lose the love of my life. And he was talking about Demelza. Mm-hmm. And she looked like she just she can't clapped. stand that. She's like. He's like, yeah, she can't, yeah, she can't stand that. And so she's going to do whatever she can to draw him back into her circle of influence. And by saying, you know, you'll always have a piece of my heart and I'll always have a piece of your heart. That was a bit of an assumption there, Elizabeth. (laughs) Yeah. And he really did not look very happy about this conversation. Um. That's Which why he like walked up is, to get drunk by himself like five minutes later. Exactly, but it it's it it feels different than the conversation did in the book, where it it felt more like Ross was almost like you know how dare you bring this up now um, in the show, whereas in the book Ross is kind of like, huh? <laughs> what the hell's going on? Here? <laughs> It's like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I you know, I know that there are people. <laughs> he gave her the what the fuck face. I, I think Aiden is like, yeah. just so into the Romelza ship that he's like, even when he's got to be into Elizabeth, he's kind of like slightly reluctant. He's like, really? <laughs> What's Russ doing now? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I did enjoy the the scenes where uh, Ross and Demelza were dancing together. They looked so cute, grinning at each other. Um, and, and but uh, you know, I, I yeah. And then he then he'd have to dance with Elizabeth, and I would kind of growl at the t- at the computer. Just the the funeral. Yeah. Um, the funeral was um, really beautifully shot. Um, and of course, they they bring uh, the the music on the show um, always brings uh, like another character into the scene. It was uh, beautifully shot, and and um, the soundtrack was perfect. You know, Ross carrying Francis's coffin. Um, you know, that made me think of that lonely walk that he took with Julia's coffin on his shoulder, which I still can't see that scene without being moved um so tremendously moved uh by the 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 acting uh in that's that my scene. favorite scene from season one it's it's gorgeous but um you know there's the you know the look on his face you know he's lost his best friend and then when they set the coffin down he turns and elizabeth 
with is like right in front of him. Um, and I know that you said that it was a kind of a, a cheesy move for him to, to hug Elizabeth, but I really think that that there was this absolute need for both of them in that moment um, to embrace. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that um, I think a lot of people uh, may have missed was the, the, the look on Ross's face. He is absolutely devastated mm. you know this is this is kind of like the 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 straw that broke the camel's back he's had so many things go amiss over the course of the last couple years and this is just kind of the the thing that kind of is the icing on top of the 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 shit cake that he has had to deal with the problem i have with this not to be like the propriety police but they, she is embracing her ex-lover in the middle of her husband's funeral in front of the whole town. At the yeah. time that this was set, this would have caused a huge scandal. Like, that is not mm-hmm. a thing that would have happened. She, like, mm-hmm. Women barely even went to funerals at that time because they were mm-hmm. too emotional or something. Mm-hmm. Whatever misogynistic crap you usually get. But the fact that mm-hmm. she is hugging Ross just like I don't think it would have happened. Mm, I see Elizabeth what you're saying. would have held herself in anyway. I think from a character character perspective, she would have held herself together because that is what Elizabeth does. That's her mo. Mm-hmm. She doesn't let her emotions mm-hmm. get the better of her ever. Even something yeah. like this, I don't think she would have hugged him. Yeah. And to me, it just it... felt like a really cheap ploy to go oh my god, the triangle's back at the end of the episode, because it just cuts <laughs> straight to the Melza. That's really what I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Great observation. You know, like, there, there has been... It was a very emotional been... scene, and I was crying through it, but then when I thought about it, I was like, this isn't, this doesn't make sense, does it? No. I was like, wait a second! I'm um, And you know, I honestly, I honestly can't remember how they depicted this in the book. Um, it's something that I need to, to go back and, oh, and reread um, to see how they did it in the they book. They didn't do the funeral. They didn't all. describe they, the they funeral, jumped. I think. It was a time jump. Mm. Classic yeah. Poldark. Just mm. <laughs> time jump it. Okay. It's so a Poldarkian time jump. So this is an entirely Debbie's creation. She was like, I how do we make this dramatic at the end? And I love how she more Verity because in the books Verity she's not as much at, as uh, with them um, as she is uh, in the books because I think when she uh, she finds out about Francis she got a letter I think yeah and they immediately yeah. describe uh, how she uh, she was the one who handled the wars because she lost her brother and uh, she was devastated. Well, you know, and one of the things that that I've seen I've seen a, a number of posts and you know this is where. You can wind up with, you know, a fandom going, you know, <laughs> nuclear um, <laughs> um, is when you start getting into the uh, kind of the, the not just the shipping wars, but, um, you know, there's no people shipping wars, no either, ships, either, Elizabeth. you know, people, yeah, Literally but, you know, people people. being, I'll well, see, I could, uh, when it comes to uh, the Ross and Elizabeth ship, I could probably enjoy reading a story about 
how the two of them came together when they were young, before Ross went off to war. Uh, right. Because I think that would be an interesting, it would be an interesting story to read. Um, I've got no interest in reading anything after he comes back, because um, I can be such a cannon wonk when it comes to uh, this sort of stuff that, uh, you know, I just, I can't wrap my head around how that would work. Um Someone would have to do a whole lot of uh, world creation and um, story development in order for it to make sense in my head. Well, Elizabeth would um, have to become but, a completely different person. Um, but I think that there have been a number of folks that are um, really upset with uh, folks that are uh, very uh, Team Demelza. Uh, and how Demel and and for them to uh, think that uh, you know the the folks that support uh, Demelza's character uh, don't see her flaws, and I think that that's one of the things that really bothers me um, is that uh, I am totally Team Demelza all the way, and I don't see her as perfect. None of these characters are perfect. They are all living in a space of gray. They make mistakes. Some mistakes are bigger than others. Some mistakes, the motivation behind them is different. Um, and so it's, it's not a matter of uh, someone wearing a white hat and someone wearing a black hat. Everybody's wearing gray hats in, in my estimation. I mean, everybody, all of these characters are... Are, are conflicted and that's one of the reasons why they're so interesting you know if we had you know if any of them were you know uh, kind of the, the Mary Sue or, or uh, Mary whatever the guy version of that is um, it's Mary Stu oh. um, <laughs> um, you know so there there are you know you see that in in writing and things like that and they're really pretty uninteresting characters that's true if everything is perfect, if I mean, everything's perfect mm -hmm. about them. That's why I've not really liked the characterization of Elizabeth on the TV show, because I feel like she has been whitewashed to the point where she doesn't really have oh, a character yeah. anymore. I'm like, give me some edge. Oh, yeah. Give me some edge. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we don't see the, um, the manipulative side of her character. We didn't see it um, at all in season one. We're starting to see glimpses of it. But it's it's been it's it's been um, way more uh, subtle than I think it was in the books, which is, makes for her. I don't know. I kind of prefer seeing some edge to a character. I feel like I can respect mm -hmm. a woman that at least is trying to be manipulative, <laughs> yeah. rather than a woman that is just sort of walked over constantly so that's why i really yeah. like george elizabeth scenes yay give me more of those although although their scenes you know it, it is still you know each of them has their own power over the other um but it still feels really kind of one -sided. yeah 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 right now it feels really one-sided you know, if if you know Ross is or not Ross, uh, George is playing to Elizabeth's weakness, which is Ross, 
and is wanting to establish a friendship with her in order to keep from bringing the um, house of Warlegan down on on Ross's head. Um, and it, it's it's really not an equal relationship, an equal power exchange at this point. And that, that just makes me loathe George even more. But I mean... You. That could change throughout the season. We just oh, yes. have to be patient. Oh, yes. You know, see yes. where the things go. Mm-hmm. Speaking have... of George, was he invited to the funeral? I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine them inviting him after he was like, don't come near my family? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, and because I... Have like only watched that that scene once because I've only watched that scene once because uh, my heart can't take it. Um, I can't remember if he was in the church or not. I remember seeing Elizabeth's mother and Verity and Aunt Agatha and Demelza, and mm-hmm. obviously Elizabeth and Ross being tacky. But like, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, Francis was there. Oh. <laughs> Well, I know that, that, uh, you know, he had a a Twitter um, Q&A by uh, BBC, uh, I think it was the day after they aired uh, the episode, and I think one of the folks uh, had asked a question about, you know, whether he was going to be sad uh, not to be part of the production anymore, and um, I think he said something about, you know, he's going to be <laughs> trying to do some photobombing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as a minor. As a minor. Oh, I can't, like, I'm going to be, like, I mean, be That would be great. We'll have a conversation with, um, well, not Winston Graham, of course, but uh, with his son, if he knew why he uh, made the choice to, uh, to kill him. you guys have any idea why he... Uh, so that they could do the triangle, <laughs> literally the only reason. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, it. it uh, thinking about it from a, a literary perspective, it it makes for good storytelling. It makes for good storytelling. Like you don't set up something like that and then never address it. Like right, it was set up in the first right. book. You got to deal with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he should have killed Elizabeth and have Francis fall in love with Demelza. I don't know. I like that. <laughs> That's a good idea. Should we do questions? <laughs> should we do questions? Uh, yeah, we should do questions. Oh, yes. So many <laughs> um, questions this week. Exactly. And some of the questions we've already addressed during um, our conversation, um, I think we've we've referenced... Um, a little bit about the time jump, but you know there there was a question from London East of fifty nine uh, asking about where was Jeremy, and we saw a tiny tiny glimpse. Of, yeah, briefly. Uh, Jeremy. Head. Um, yeah, and uh, so he went off with Trudy. Um, you know, who knows how how old he'll be the next time we see him. Sixty five. Um, <laughs> he'll be a chain smoker. Um, uh, so you know, I I just. Uh, I, I just, uh, it's hard to try and even figure out where we are in time as it relates to the show anymore. So I've, I've stopped. I've given up. I'm just trying to be zen about it. Um, no, what, it why doesn't. can't Ross see Demelza's insecurities that Dwight Francis can? Because, because Ross is an idiot. He is emotionally <laughs> crippled and has the skills of maybe an 11-year-old boy and he gets easily distracted. Yeah. He he's he he is not a a very uh, communicative 
uh, individual. And I think even Aiden has said that uh, um, Ross is uh, emotionally challenged when it comes to, to, to recognizing these things in, in, in other people. Um, you know, the, the fact that, you know, he has expressed his uh, love and affection for her to other people, but he rarely does it to her. Uh, you know, for example, um, he told Elizabeth that um, Demelza was the love of his life. He's never said that to her. So yeah, she was in the coma. She wouldn't, yeah, she wouldn't know that. Um, so she wouldn't know that. Um, and, you know, in the books, Ross is, uh, he's a pretty sarcastic, kind of snarky um, dude. And <laughs> when he does express... Yeah, when he does express his uh, affection for her, it's never a straightforward "I love you." Um, it's never a straightforward, you know, "darling" or or anything along those lines. There's always this kind of sarcastic kind of twist to it. Um, so much so that when he does say something that is uh, lovely, you know, Demelza will often say, "Oh." What a what a pretty what a pretty little speech. I'm gonna tuck that away <laughs> so I can bring that back. But yeah, the the I I really hope I really hope that whatever winds up happening by the end of this season, that Ross will ensure that Demelza knows how he feels about her. But, you know, if wishes were horses, then beggars would ride. So I've never heard that expression. <laughs> that has made everything worthwhile. <laughs> you haven't? No. Is oh, that my, normal? <laughs> oh, my mother used to say it all the time. My mother used to say it all the time. Let's see. We also had um, everything you were afraid to ask, ask the question. Um, I think I saw Caroline have feelings and sweet baby unicorns, that whole build up to Francis. <laughs> mean uh yes it was it really really was um and um it was and way if too I long. Could just really clock... unnecessarily yeah. long like thanks debbie <laughs> it was one scene yeah and you dragged that out for exactly like just, just 25 minutes just kill it although i i am right behind you uh everything you were too afraid to ask um if i could clock george i'd be a happier person too let's see any other questions if only ross would stop mm. being an idiot I yeah. feel you were on. Pretty much. And oh. uh, we did have um, the, the folks that were uh, that noticed that they're reusing uh, Ramelza scenes from Pretty earlier good. in the season. <laughs> Come on, mammoth. Don't be cheap. We, we, we need we need fresh Ramelza. You know, especially don't show us something that you just showed us. It was like two weeks an ago. Episode ago. Like two weeks ago. It's like, yeah, we're going to remember that. She's really pregnant uh, in that. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Um, another uh, said, I thought Gabriella Wilde was especially fantastic this episode. You can really see where she goes, oh, shit, this ain't just a game. I really hope, That is so true. I really hope that Gabriella does some kind of promo because literally everybody else has been involved for the season. And where is yes. she at? Where are you, Gabriella? Well, did, well has she, she's had the baby, right? Yeah. Okay. Because you can really tell she's pregnant. <laughs> oh my god, I know. I'm like, put the camera like half an inch higher and you can't tell. You know, they were talking about, you know, they were talking about how, oh, well, the costumes are, 
are changing so that we are able to disguise. You're not disguising anything, people. <laughs> it's not disguising the thing. Have you seen the promo pictures? Yes. She's just oh, yeah. ballooning out in front of us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, it did. Yeah, they're they're not hiding anything, and uh, unless she has Horus with her, when she's got Horus in her arms, then um, then it, it it is concealed a bit better. Shout but, out to uh, Horus who was yawning in this episode. Adorable. Good doggy. Good doggy. He's so cute. I'm really scared oh, that this um, is the last we saw of Unwin as well. Because I love Unwin. I need more Unwin. Oh, Unwin is so funny. Unwin I, is so funny. I think they've cut some of his scenes. Because I feel like there should be more Unwin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there were, I, I know that there was uh, much more involvement uh, with Unwin uh, in the uh, book. Uh, and, you know, they've. I think that they've, they've done such a compression um, on time, again, that uh, we wind up losing a lot of those. Yeah, he just like... I'm going to propose next episode. Oh, no, I'm not proposing anymore. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, there's a question here. Did Roth side-eye McNeil during the party when he was talking to Demelza? Oh, yes. Yeah, he did. Oh, yes, he did. I mean, Dude. he does not like McNeil, like, a lot more than I thought Bookross didn't like McNeil. <laughs> no. I know, I know. McNeil which, can't which I help think it if he's awesome. adorable. Like, yeah. don't be a hater, Ross. Pay more attention to your wife. <laughs> like, all I think, like... Seriously. Okay, what happens is Ross ignores Demelza, McNeil shows up, and then he suddenly remembers that he has a wife. And he's like, yeah. oh, McNeil's always happening around yeah. you. And it's like, yeah, it's because you're not, Ross. <laughs> I mean, I love the fact that, you know, when they're going to the party, um, you know, Demelza says, well, ask your other wife, Grace. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, because, you know, you're at the mine all the time. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to shit getting real um because so we can move on there's a question about caroline and and demelza's relationship in the book yes relationship do they have in the books because in the show i got the feeling that they could get on pretty well for one thing they both seem to ship each other with their bf's husbands Mm -hmm. plus dog love plus i don't think we've Mm -hmm. seen caroline being shocked disgusted whatever by Ross marrying his kitchen maid, unlike many other people, she was instead appreciative of their marriage. I'd love it if they could be friends. Yay! Yeah. I think like a I... large part of why Caroline even likes Ross is that he married Demelza. <laughs> like you could see. Yeah. Like... <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Though I think that um, as as the the season progresses, uh, we will see uh, Caroline become. Um, a uh, very major character in the the Poldark's life, um, mm-hmm. as is Dwight. So um, I think, you know, they are um, destined to become good friends. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see how that unfolds because I think that that'll be really uh, sweet to to watch. The next as that episodes are going to be like really really good for those mm-hmm. four characters. They're gonna yes, indeed. Lots of stuff happens. And I think it's time Demelza had a girlfriend who's not like part of the family, like Verity. Like she would be her first yeah. girlfriend outside yeah. the Poldark circle. So yay for that. And they're gonna yeah. have like a lot in common considering the mm-hmm. social divide, mm-hmm. marriage thing. And yeah. they both have amazing hair and dogs. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder if horse. I wonder if Horace and Garrick are going to get along. Oh my <laughs> god. Don't even. And we we need more Garrick. 
Where is he? Yeah. Where is he? I feel like as soon as they we have a child, we didn't the dog see him disappears. at all. Dark. Like where? Where's Derek now? <laughs> um, I love the idea that B Pack sixty seven has um, with regards to Kyle Solar. Um, asking, um, do you think Mammoth can bring back Kyle as the adult Jeffrey Charles? <laughs> that might be a bit of a oh. What is he, like, 30? Yeah, that would be. It would, but, uh, ugh, yeah, that it would be lovely. The way Jeffrey Charles is aging, he no, will be 35 by season two. Hey, we're, we are on the downward slide of the season, End episode six. Sanity. It's crazy. I mean, it, it's crazy that, you know, we are now just four episodes away before the end for mm. season two. No. I know. It's definitely getting I know. intense. But, yeah, I think that that's, uh, I think that's pretty much it for questions, unless you guys can see hmm. anything that we haven't already covered. Thank you, guys, for, for sending in those questions. Um, Yay. Uh, and, you know, we really appreciate uh, the, the interest in the podcast and all of the, the the questions that you guys send us, and Rita, you were saying that we had um, a milestone that we hit for our happy little podcast. Yes, we got a thousand listeners mm-hmm. in the first episode, mm-hmm. and the others are catching up. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, indeed. Thank you. So that's really that's that's really exciting. Thank you very much. Um, and for those uh, folks that are watching in America and you know you're a few weeks behind uh, where the folks in the UK and, and Europe are uh, with the episodes, um, just want to give you a shout out. Hang in there. It's going to be a great, great rest of the season. Um, and thank <laughs> you for your support. Don't lie to them. It's going to be terrible. It, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be... It's going to be a great season, but your heart is going to get ripped out and stomped on. So Yeah, we're going to be wrecked by the end of it, so whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. like that um, yeah. Yeah. Harry Potter quote where you're going to suffer, but you're going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, when the tea leaves, when uh, he's trying to read the tea leaves, yeah. you're going to suffer, but you're going to like it. <laughs> Yes, and that's that's pretty much the entire experience in a quote. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's a good space to to end on. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Yeah, thank you. Um, Episode six. Yep. I am not looking forward to it. Uh, Give us your opinions (laughs) on the episode. Yeah, please do. Please do. Um, and uh, don't forget to buy some more Kleenex. Uh, buy your mm-hmm. beverage of choice um, because you know we just got started on the the tear fest uh, this past week. Uh, it's not gonna get much better uh, until the end of the season. So and then it will only be better because it's over. Yay! I can't begin to knowing, but then I know it's growing strong. Wasn't the spring 
And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Hand Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you Fill it up with only two And when I hurt Hurting runs off my shoulders How can I hurt when holding you? Warm Touching warm Get out. 